I don't know. Some days you live with high emotions, some days you live with low emotions. You know, I find there could be long stretches of time that I'll be stuck in the lower emotions. And it just feels like, um, you know, like you're walking in molasses. I don't know if you're familiar with that feeling. I'm assuming most people are. That no matter, you know, what you try and do or how you do it, it's just, you know, nothing is succeeding. It's like the energy, the world around you is pushing back against you. Now, what are these moments? I see life as a kind of a wave. You know, at one point you're at the top of the wave. It's the water is carrying you. It's propelling you forward. It's almost like you can do, you know, anything and everything just, you know, comes up roses. Everything is perfect. But then there's the other times that you're at the bottom of the wave or you're going against it. The current, you know, pushing you back and no matter what you try, you just can't get forward and it feels like you're stuck. Now, the difference in these moments is how you react to it. I find that has been very helpful for me. If I can just sit back and and, and, and cap, catch that moment to, to realize what's going on at that time. And if I can realize it, then I can, I can know that this isn't always going to be the case. I don't get caught up in it. I don't identify with those low energy moments. Instead, I realize that, you know, I'm going to come out of it, that eventually it's going to speed up, that this is a part of life. So don't identify with it. Because what happens is if you identify, you think this is just how it's going to be, you get stuck in that mindset. You get stuck in that molasses and it's going to take you a very long time if ever you're going to be able to move forward again. So you just kind of kind of ride the waves. This has always worked very well for me. It's just the low moments, just know they're going to happen. And when they do, you know, you got a few choices in that. But the very, the most important choice, I think, is just to just to coast. You know, this is just how it is right now. You live life in the best way possible. And as things are failing and you're, you're failing to move forward, you just kind of coast. You just kind of say, okay, well, this is just how it is right now. It's not always how it's going to be. And eventually things speed up again. How long that takes? I don't know. It's really different for everybody. It depends on your journey, on you know where you're headed, what you're fated to do or be. It's different for everyone. But sometimes when we get caught up in these lower energy times in our life, it pushes us down into those lower emotions in, in the body. So to break it down, we tend to live in anywhere from the gut down. So you have the gut, which would be considered the the, the, the navel chakra. You have the uh, sacral chakra underneath that, and then the root. I mean, if we're going from uh, the actual body, so you have the gut, you have the guts, like where your intestines are, and then you have the groin. And those are the different energy centers on the lower end of the body. Now, these are very primal. It seems like the body is set, the, the higher you go, 
the less primal, the more spiritual you become. So a lot of us tend to live in our gut. This is where the lower feelings come from, higher feelings as well. So if you were to think of um, excitement, that's a higher feeling. But then you think of anger, that's a lower feeling. And they do tend to originate from the gut. And then anything below that as well uh, creates kind of a lower energy. Basically what the majority of the world is currently living in. Now there is a power to the gut. I personally see it as an energy center for the body, like a battery for the body. It can, it can charge and then you receive the energy. Then you can, you can use that energy. And a lot of people, they use it for uh, more disturbed ways, but then a ton of people also use it for good things. You know, use that energy to live your everyday life, or you can use that energy to feel depression and feel anger and feel shame. It can go either way. So I do see it in that regards. I, I, I mean, it's, it's worked well to think that, you know, like surrounding us is a world of energy and emotions also equal energy. So by pulling into those emotions, you're feeling them. It usually centers in around your gut to start. And then for the most part, people don't know how to release it. They don't know how to spread it. So it just builds and it builds and it builds and eventually you explode. And this is, you know, what you see on social media these days is that people, they just hold in that energy and it usually turns into disturbance and that's not healthy for anyone. So there's a true power in that gut. I mean, the, the whole idea that the gut is the second brain. I mean, there, there's something to that. Because it's going to tell you how you're feeling. It's going to tell you more about the situation around you because it receives that energy. So I've gotten into the habit that as I can feel more and more of that tension down in the, in the gut, in the chakra there, I will then naturally try and distribute it throughout my body. This tends to give me a charge up, you know, gives me the energy to get through my day. And then I can pull those, those, that energy up as well into the higher chakras, I feel more spiritual, I feel more down to earth. So the power of the gut is, is like, it's very crucial to life. So you're never going to stop that. It, you're never going to stop that. And I know there's, you know, monks and people seeking enlightenment who attempt to, and maybe they've gotten to the point that they can just not need it. You know, they pull in the energy, they can live with it, or they know how to convert it immediately. And maybe it seems like they're not having that tension inside their gut. But I think as human beings, as living beings in this reality, I think it's needed. I mean, I could be wrong at this point, but I don't think anybody else knows for sure. I think it's needed. I think this is where the energy enters into our body. This is where the emotions tend to start from. This is, you know, very important to our current reality. So you got to use it. You can't avoid it. You got to use it. And people try and avoid these emotions, but it's just a part of life. So the gut is where the energy comes in. And most of us, we, we, we keep it there or it, it goes into the lower parts of our body. If you're feeling that anger, if you're feeling that shame, you know, you're watching those terrible videos on YouTube and they're telling you the world is, is falling apart. And that takes that energy and turns it into something that's not good for you, 
health-wise, or you know, lowers in and turns into other things such as sickness or sexual disturbance, sexual depravity. This is not how we want our energy to be distributed, and a lot of the problems that go on in the world seem to come from that. And this, this, this holding of that energy that usually turns into anger. It's just, it's just a way to release it. I mean, you're not really using it for anything healthy. You're just bringing it in. You don't like the feeling and you're releasing it. And it's usually done through something that's not healthy for you. It's the same thing with folks who are obsessed with uh, doing dangerous things. You know, that excitement that comes from that is from this buildup of energy. If some other people, they, they, they need to work out to release the energy. That's actually a pretty positive one. As long as you're not being too aggressive with your body and damaging it, you know, working out is a good one because it's healthy. And that's a good way to release energy. But there's also just natural ways to release it. You know, after a while, when you become more in tune with the body, you're going to know when that energy is building up and when it gets to be too much. You know, you create a habit where your brain doesn't, you know, identify with it. But instead, you then have the ability to know it's there and release it or reuse it. It's not, and that's not a difficult as, as, as you might think. It's just a matter of identifying it. Of course, the first part of this always starts with the most unpopular thing is I always tell folks is that you have to try and have a good diet because I do think a lot of our health issues do come from what we ingest and what we eat. And there's so many chemicals, there's so many pre-processed foods, you know, filled with salt and sugar that is just not good for you all around. And if you do ever switch over to a more natural diet where it's like, you know, the fruits and vegetables and not a lot of heavy meats and not a lot of things that are filled with hormones and animals that were poorly treated, uh, fruits as well and, and as snacks just any, anything natural is usually pretty good you, you switch over that and then you find over the next couple of weeks the inflammation in your body goes down and when the inflammation is down you're more loose you're more lucid you have uh, better access to your facilities and you better have better access to your mind and you, you can feel more so once you get to that point, I mean, when the energy comes into your body, when you can feel it building up, you can more easily control it. At least that's fine. I find that with my situation, that to be very true. So society right now is kind of obsessed with lower emotions. And it's sad to see. So you can just go on YouTube, you search, there's this, there's this constant um, fighting that seems to go on and, and people, they fight over words, they fight over actions, they fight over, um, you know, things where people do things they don't like, and then other folks are going to fight over that too. And what happens in this situation is it just kind of, it kind of stirs you up because as beings, as human beings, we, we tend to empathize with these situations where we can put ourselves in it. And then we fear it's going to happen to us as well. And then we fear that too. So then all this energy that's coming into the body is then turning into that anger and turning into those fear feelings. And it just, you identify, you become that. 
and it's just not healthy at all. So you see all this infighting and, you know, these these us versus them mentalities, and it's just not how to live. It's just good. I mean, it's just good to see other folks as other human beings. It doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter your gender. We're all basically just human beings. And us humans and the animals and all the living things on this planet are connected. So if you are connected with the world and haven't shut yourself off through the anger and the fear and the shame, that hurting them is hurting you. And as you see that, that there's that connection there, I think people will naturally fall into this connected state. And then the corruption, the disconnected, the the infighting, the us versus them mentalities, they just kind of drift away. I mean, that's that really is the perfect world when you think about it. Is if you just imagine that feeling when you think you you look to your leadership in your country or in in your society in your community, right down to the bottom is like leadership in the corporation that you work for, and you can look to that leadership and say, I know for a fact that they have the best interests of everybody in mind, that they don't have other reasons for doing what they're doing. It's getting harder and harder to see that in leadership throughout the world. I mean, it's just, it's obvious in a lot of cases that their focus is not on helping people, that their focus is more self-involved, related to the things in life that we've deemed to be very important, which, in my opinion, aren't very important at all. And that's unfortunate. Now, where this comes from, I don't know. I mean, obviously, there is a bit of a failure of leadership these days. But I also think there's a failure of people. People in general, just groups, they've gotten into this mentality that what's important in life and what's you know entertaining to see is not good overall. These are these are negative, lower emotions that have kind of taken over the world, and you don't have to go very far to see this. I see it as the um, snake oil salesman coming to town and saying, you know, this is the solution that's going to fix all of your problems, and everybody just, you know, falls in line. Nobody really thinks for themselves, and nobody ever asks the question, well. You know, does this make sense? Is this right for everybody? Is this right for the world? So what's the other choice? Well, living in the higher emotions, I think, connects us. Overall, it's like this this, this level of sympathy and empathy that comes from it, that you do feel more connected to others, and I think you'll find it easier to know what's right and what's wrong in any given moment that I think it's natural for people to be good. If you get down to the very bottom level, no matter what your political beliefs or how you feel or what you believe, when you look at somebody else in a situation where they need your help, if you don't know any of that other stuff, you just see them as another human being. I have a feeling that who you consider to be the worst person or people on the planet 
would probably help them. Now, it might change if they get into this mindset that, oh, that person believes in that which I don't believe in. Maybe they might hesitate a bit. I think they still, most, I think most people would still help. So when you get above that level where there's the shame, the anger, and the fear, and you get to the higher levels of connection, getting from the heart up to the crown, to the very top of your head, the heart and the mind being very important parts of that, that's where connection comes. So you get to the heart, and the heart is, you know, the epitome, is the center of love, and the heart chakra connects you to the world. I mean, if you could live your life just focusing on the heart and the mind at the same time, I think you live a very good life. Get into that habit alone. Just get used to focusing on the heart and the mind. And you find that you'll you'll look at people in a much better way. And you'll also feel a little bit calmer in your own life too. Now, among all of this, the pinnacle of higher emotion, in my opinion, is gratitude. This is a hard one to practice. Especially if you think everybody's out to get you and, you know, life isn't going very well for you. It's like it's, it's hard to practice this because you're not going to see the good parts of your life. So you have to really work on it at the beginning. You got to get used to it. You got to make it a habit. So you got to look into your own life. You got to see what surrounds you. And one of the quotes, a quote from the Buddha uh, covers this very well. Uh, I'll do it at the end of the episode in a couple minutes. But if you can just get to that point where you can look in life and say, okay, it could be worse. I mean, I got this in my life and I got this in my I got I got if you got a roof over your head, I mean, already you're doing better than a lot of other people in the world. So it's easy to find the things to be grateful in your life if you have a loved one who also loves you back. A lot of people don't have that as well. You know, you can find things to be grateful for. And once you've put your focus on that, on what you have, on who you love, on what you're experiencing that you appreciate, once you can be putting your focus on that and nothing else, then you might look at the world in a different way as well. You know, you'll see these petty squabbles that are separating us as being just that, petty. They're not really worth stressing over. As I always say, as the Stoics always say, you can't control what other people do. You can only control what you do and how you feel. So if you can get to that level where you're living life with gratitude and with love, you no longer focus on things that I do deem petty that are on the lower argument level because people are angry about how somebody acted or people are angry about what somebody said. This is not something you need to be wasting your time with or feeling any anger towards. You can't control what they do. And if they do that, well, that's on them. Whatever comes toward them, they brought it to themselves by doing it. And you can just leave it alone and say, oh, that's an interesting thing. You know, I saw that video. You can even go into YouTube and say, don't recommend this, (laughs) this person, this channel anymore. And you can just forget it ever happened. You could tell a friend and say, oh, you know what that person said? Oh, it's so crazy. Uh, they're, they're kind of a strange fella. And then just leave it at that. You really don't have to waste your time and waste parts of your life to, to identify with what's going on there. Just see it and move on. 
So, you know, you because you, you realize that a foundation that you have so much to be grateful for in your own life, why would you then take that and put it towards something that has nothing to do with you? So gratitude takes you to a point where you're changing your mindset and you're changing your focus from wanting things to being content with what you have. And that's a very powerful place to be. You know, I, I, I don't have everything. I'm not rich and famous. I, I live a very normal life and I'm grateful for what I do have. And I don't really seek out much more than that. You know, the most I'll seek out in my entire life is just comfort. Is like whatever's going to make me happy is like what is uncomfortable is my the people closest to me. Are they comfortable as well? And these things are the most important things. So other folks who chase being rich and famous, just note it's not all it's cracked up to be. I mean, you'll hear stories. Just look it up. It's like uh, the folks who are rich and famous, a lot of them tend to be the most unhappy and most unsettled people in the world. And there's a reason for that. Just imagine if you were famous, for example, I mean, yeah, you might have lots of money from it and you might be respected for what you do, but you're constantly under a watchful eye. And there's going to be the the rumors, going to be people who say things about you, people who put down your creativity. You know, the more that you're known and the larger that you become, the harder life tends to be. And it's the same with having too much money, too. It just kind of makes you complacent. You might not appreciate it as much as folks who have to really work hard for it. You know, putting in that work and, and, and working hard for it and providing a living is one of the best ways to live, especially if you're doing something you love, which I highly recommend. So if you can find that thing in your life that, that means the most to you, that the, the reason you're put on this planet, the passion, the thing you're supposed to be doing in life, and you can make money off of it to be comfortable from it, you won't mind putting in that hard work. So that's really the goal. I mean, that's, that's something to chase. And so if you don't have that, maybe that's what you, you, you strive for. Maybe that's what you look for. But you can still be content in the moment you're currently in as you're going on that journey. Because as the first quote I'm about to state says, is that, you know, the journey is really life. You don't obsess over what that end goal is. You just kind of walk the path. And as you walk the path and you become better and better, you'll see these little successes along the way. They're going to give you joy. And it's really, you know, once you get to that ending, you're going to look back on the journey and say, well, that was that was totally worth it. And the ending is just the ending. But, you know, what I went through leading up to this, that was the meat. That was the most important part. So anyway, I got a couple quotes for you before we end the episode. First quote comes from a fellow named Dennis Waitley. Quote, happiness cannot be traveled owned, earned, worn, or consumed. Happiness is the spiritual experience of living every minute with love, grace, and gratitude. This is really a beautiful quote. I mean, it it sums up just by chance what I kind of said a couple moments ago. It's the idea that people tend to focus on a lot of the material things that 
if you're rich, you then have the freedom to do whatever you want. You can travel, you can own a fancy automobile, uh, you easily earn tons of money, you can have the best designer clothing, which personally I feel is a huge scam just because you slap a name on it doesn't make it a better quality. And you can you can eat all those weird foods that you know famous chefs make all over the world. And this is the thing that people kind of strive for. There's, there's, there, that, that's what they think happiness is. But I think on a spiritual level, you don't need any of it. That you can be in any state in your life and you can still find a base of love, grace, and gratitude. And if you live on that level, then no matter what's happening to you, you're going to be thankful for it. You're going to be proud of it. And you're going to enjoy it. And isn't that all life is, is just being in the moment and experiencing what we call reality. Uh, second quote here comes from the Buddha. You might have heard of him. Quote, let us rise up and be thankful for we didn't learn a lot today. At least we learned a little. And if we didn't learn a little, at least we didn't get sick. And if we got sick, at least we didn't die. So let us all be thankful. Now, as I, I meant, just like the, there's always something worse. I know it's, I've always been a little bit hesitant with this quote because I know it's kind of a lower thought in the sense that you're thinking, okay, it could be worse. I could be dead. I could be in pain. I could, you know, it could be maimed, whatever. So there is lower thought involved here, but it really is just a means to an end. Because if you have that lower thought, then it kind of gets you to the point where you can then be grateful for where you're currently at. And so it's a, it's, it's a tool, so to speak, even though it's kind of a, a fearful thoughts that surround it. It's a tool to kind of get you into the mindset that there is something to be grateful for in this moment. So it's a very powerful quote in that regards that you can think that there is always something worse that could have happened. And for that regard, I can be grateful that that worst thing didn't occur. And then it sets you into that gratitude mindset, which is a higher emotion. So it just kind of propels you. So you kind of, you go down for a moment and then it's going to shoot you back up. It's like a spring. It's going to shoot you back up. And then once you get into that set of gratitude, eventually you can, you know, push it as a habit. This tool brings you up and then hopefully you can kind of stay there. And then naturally you'll start to see the things in your life for what you can be grateful for. Anyway, that's the show, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. If you like it, please support me. It's very simple. Just leave me a review. However you listen, doesn't matter, Apple, Spotify, Google, Google, whatever. It helps others to find me. Uh, thanks, and I'll talk to you next week.